Good morning Europe, your Gaia X updates, live from London, by the Uptime Punks and Echo. Good morning, Europe. It's actually uh, early afternoon here in London, and I am talking to Spain and Germany today with our old friend Andreas Weiss from the Gaia X universe. And please, please, please be uh, be patient with my pronunciation. Leire Orue Echevaria from Technalia. <laughs> okay, got that one right. And it is uh, time for another Gaia X up. Good morning, Europe. Your Gaia X updates, live from London, by the Uptime Punks and Echo. Uh, Andreas, how have you been? Well, as you know, things are moving forward, uh, quite intense, uh, although uh, some people are complaining we are too slow, other complaining we are too fast, so I think we are right on the way, <laughs> so everything is fine. Uh, and uh, yeah, there are a couple of news I, I, I would like to share with the audience. Uh, one important news, for example, is the Gaia-X Association has a new board of directors, which is now the first elected uh, head of this newly association. And um, yeah, I think this is also a major step forward so because mm -hmm. Gaia-X, they have already 270 members, which is, I think, impressive for an association which has officially started on the 1st of February this year. Um, and what I would like to share is also, yeah, the the balance, it has been rebalanced now because initially we had just uh, representatives from Germany and France for this interim period. Now we have a board of directors which is assembled out of Germany, France, Italy, Belgium, Netherlands, Spain, Finland. So, uh, but of course we can only be happy if we have all the member states on board also as representatives board of directors yeah on unlike the euro i think uh, nobody is uh, deemed to drop out if they can't play football so uh, for the netherlands is still a chance to be on board <laughs> anyways and the ceo is italian uh, they are by the way very likely to win this thing don't you think andreas i mean the what? euro we already got some surprises in the, in the soccer championship now and uh, everything is possible. Uh, I, 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 at least I personally hope the door is still open for Germany, but uh, let's wait for Spain. We're playing now and uh, it is uh, quite interesting and uh, also some surprises we saw uh, with the other games. Uh, but uh, looking forward to have a very nice event in Wembley Stadium anyway. Yeah, excellent. So, um, what what's some of the other news in the in the Gaia X universe? Uh, for those who don't like football that much, 
Uh, yeah, so um, we are uh, still working diligent about some key deliverables uh, out of the GAIX association. And as you probably still know, uh, uh, we as ECHO are uh, preparing all the work around the federation services. And we issued uh, a set of tender this week. The, 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 the last batch of tenders will be released. And... Uh, we are already in the phase to start the negotiation for those contractors who are going to develop or to the development. So these things are going forward. Then mm -hmm. we had, at least in Germany, a Gaia-X uh, use case uh, tender or a competition to apply for a total budget of 190 million euro for Gaia-X use cases. So they mm -hmm. are assessed now and there are already 12 <laughs> projects which are awarded uh, to to uh, step into this activity for the next three years. So these are also exciting news uh, that we are getting now very close to the market needs by these use cases and uh, beside the already established use cases like Katina X and, and further on. So um, in this sense, I can state uh, things are moving forward. And uh, what is also very impressive that we have uh, now a uh, uh, a, a good uh, uh, represent a representation of GAIA-X hubs cross over Europe. So mm -hmm. Netherlands, Belgium, Great Britain, Luxembourg, France, Spain, Portugal, Finland, Poland, Germany, Slovakia, Austria, Slovenia, and Greece. And mm -hmm. uh, there will be uh, more to come. And I just recently heard about uh, other countries who are also now building up their hubs. So this is really where we can see this uh, European footprint cross over the EU with a, a lot of ideas and interest to, to build up a, a common European ecosystem, which is very good from my point of view. Mm -hmm. So if I got it right, there is a lot of work uh, distributed now. And you said something about contractors um, being already uh, in negotiation with Gaia -X, with the GAIA-X Association about the development of the actual Platform. Now, uh, just, just to be clear, this is not with the association because this tender uh -huh. has been awarded by the German ministry. And uh, at the end of the day, ECHO is in charge to do this negotiation. But all the deliverables out of this activity are owned by the GAIA-X association. So they are the, the, the owner of the deliverables and they can manage it. And as I also previously mentioned, this is open source. So anyone can, can use it as a kind of... Um, uh, Kickstarter package for GAIA-X federations. All right, sounds good. Um, okay, then I think we have some more news and some um, interesting guests today. Um, I think, Leire, um, would you would you like to would you like to uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about what you do and what's your link to GAIA-X? Okay, so I am uh, working as a manager of the Cloud Continuum Research Line in a research center in Spain, in the of Spain, in the, in the Basque Country, called Tecnalia. So we are we are actually the largest private research center in Spain and the fifth in Europe. Um, and with respect to myself, my background is in computer engineering. But I also have an MBA and, and PhD in economics, so I have like a mix of uh, a mixed profile, let's say, not not the regular profile of only technology, let's say. 
And since I seem not to have enough things to do, I am also doing uh, a second PhD on ICT, um, on Classic EP certification. Okay, okay. And uh, you're supporting Spain tonight, I imagine. Or are you not that football crazy anyway? I am from the Basque country. <laughs> oh, so it doesn't really matter to you that much? Or how no. do I understand this? <laughs> uh, it's complicated politics. Sorry, it always gets so political right away. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, as if Gaia X wasn't controversial enough, we now have steered up another. Okay, don't worry. Um, I won't talk about football anymore. <laughs> let's just say, um, let's just say, uh, it's it's good that you do your second PhD because this is this is what gets you involved with Gaia X. Or how do we understand? Um, yeah. So, Technali has been working in cloud computing for over uh, ten years now. So mm-hmm. much more. Our first. Uh, research project in cloud computing was in 2009, so that's a long time ago. Uh, And uh, we always had also this idea of federation, and actually we sold the idea of a Basque cloud to the Basque government uh, many years ago, Mm -hmm. but uh, for various reasons that didn't materialize. And when Mm -hmm. we saw Gaia X, you know, it's reminded us of this Basque cloud that we could create, that we wanted to create. And we wanted to be right away in the project because we actually uh, agreed with the, with the philosophy of Gaia-X of creating this common, not, let's say common infrastructure in the sense of federated infrastructure, not common, mm-hmm. but uh, federated infrastructure and be able to share data and to have these uh, data spaces where companies can, can share data uh, and still be sure that everything is going to be kept in a sovereign way. Excellent. So, yes, I think sovereignty is a, is a, is a great keyword <laughs> in this context, isn't it? Yes. Um, so, but yeah, why a Basque cloud? Why would you have? Why would you like to have such a thing? Well, uh, in that in what? that case, that this is an idea from 2012. Eh? So this is like from 12, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Basque country is a very small country, uh, and we have very few cloud service providers, but still we wanted to create something that would benefit the bus companies. Uh, this was in our journey, let's say, uh, to foster the Basque uh, industry to adopt cloud computing. We were in a situation in which cloud computing was there, uh, but the bus companies didn't really trust cloud computing. So we wanted them to adopt cloud computing. And this was the only way we, we more or less thought that uh, they could they could actually do it without uh, relying mm. or having to rely on the on the larger cloud providers like Amazon or. Okay, but, so, so Tim, but may, what, may I add? Uh, yeah. yes. I probably <laughs> can get rid of this political aspect because yeah. this is clearly the message of Gaia X to act federated and self-determined. So yeah. Uh, yeah. we don't care if it is uh, Spain or Basque or, or France. At least there's a community who would like to work together and who will build their own trusted environment. Yes. And in this sense, yeah. this is really one of the key messages of Gaia-X, uh, provide uh, the enablement for self-determination and, and yes. to build mm-hmm. up their own trusted environments. But they were, uh, as you know, Gaia is the godness of Earth. Uh, you are the godness of security. So I think especially the term security is of highest relevance. And I know... Yes. You're also part of this uh, EU or uh, ad hoc working group for the cybersecurity certification. 
Yeah. Can you just share some insights where we are right now? Because we always said GAIA-X is according to EU values and standards, uh, but they are still evolving, right? So yeah. what can we expect in the near term? And they will be evolving for a long time. Uh, so with respect to this uh, ad hoc uh, working group, our job or our task there is to define the European Cloud uh, Security Certification Scheme. Uh, this is uh, the main idea behind this is uh, first to comply with the regulation uh, that uh, was released in 2019, uh, the Cybersecurity Act, that says that uh, Europe should have like a common European framework for ICT products, processes, and services. So this means that eventually we will have multiple uh, certification schemes on multiple domains, uh, vertical and horizontal. And uh, the idea is to avoid fragmentation so that uh, if I get certified uh, in Spain, it is recognized all over the place. So it's certified in Ger it's recognized in Germany. Um, in, in France or whatever. And the same if uh, Andreas gets certified in in in, uh, in Germany, for instance, he can also sell his uh, services in in Spain. Uh, so this is very important because this fa this facilitates the the federation and and the mutual recognition that everything shares the same values, the same principles, and all the security aspects are dealt the same way. So not that uh, because I get my certification here, uh, it's. Um, less secure, let's say, my CSP, my, my cloud service is less secure than if I get certified in, in France. So everything follows the same standard. So we are well, in the process nice, nice wording when you're saying uh, to avoid fragmentation because this is already the reality. So yes. uh, I would prefer to stay to overcome fragmentation. Uh, because... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or to reduce. Yeah. And... Uh, do, do you think, uh, what is the level of discussion within NISA? Because I uh, recently heard again that France is, for example, pushing again their uh, second Trust cloud approach or, yeah. or cloud confidence. Uh, do, do you think uh, that GAIA-X can at least deliver a common core basis? Or uh, not GAIA-X, uh, uh, the NISA ad hoc working group can provide such a core certification approach, which been, can be used by GAIX, for example, I really but also so. for those who think they would like to advance it uh, a little bit more, which is a, a typical approach in Europe uh, too. I really hope so. I really hope that uh, we can all find a common understanding and a common agreement and that uh, we can all um, concede, let's say, and find a consensus on, on, on the different you know, on the scope, let's say, uh, that would be really a success because otherwise all the work that we have been doing for the last year and a half would not mean anything. So I think now we all should concede or should share um, and agree on the on the benefit for the for the whole Europe. That's that's at least my my perspective. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we all know uh, a pragmatic approach is not always appreciated. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And there are, again, political interests, let's say. But uh, uh, France is actually involved in some of the discussions of, uh, of ENISA. They are actually in, uh, observers. So, and they actually sent, uh, have been sending 
different comments uh, to the draft version that was released in, in December 2020. Um, and we've been dealing with uh, with these comments and trying to find a solution for them, but also the same with Germany, uh, Czech Republic, Spain, and, and other member states that have submitted their, their comments. And again, uh, with any, actually any company also that uh, um, sent also their comments with the, with respect to the draft version and that we're, we have all been dealing with them in the different uh, working groups. So we are okay, now, just... in, yeah. Sorry. So we are now in the process in which we delivered the first version in December 2020, just on the 22nd, right before Christmas. You know, Christmas present. Uh, during Christmas, uh, everybody reviewed the document, and then uh, our Christmas gift. Uh, so the Anisa's ad hoc uh, Christmas gift was the. Uh, number of comments that we received and the questionnaires, uh, the answers to the questionnaires. And we have been thoroughly reviewing these uh, comments and uh, we have been trying to deal with most of them. And now we are yeah, working in the second I'm, version. Really in favor of this approach because the threats are all the same for each yeah. of the countries. So why don't we just share the knowledge and uh, build up a mechanism uh, by a common security uh, yes. approach. Just to, to add one question, because uh, we work together already in Gaia-X on this monitoring stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know this is also something which is in scope for Gaia-X as part of the Federation Services, Continuous Automated Monitoring. Um, we are all aware that this is just the beginning and it will be a long journey to find a, an appropriate enablement to monitor all critical compliance aspects and security yeah. aspects. Uh, what do you think? Is it still the right approach to at least address this and to find this level of automation uh, with uh, appropriate research activities uh, to, to be, get more transparency and more reliability in such cloud provisionings? Yeah, I think so. Although I think it's, it's still uh, an immature approach let's say so we are calling we are working in a project uh, that is called uh, medina and we call this approach compliance as, as code uh, what you are actually doing is trying to uh, monitor the compliance uh, in an automatic way using tools so actually you know using source source code and code um, what we are encountering here is uh, that there are some requirements defined, for instance, in the case of, of the EUCS, which actually mentioned automatically monitor, that are not so easy to monitor. And this is so because the requirements are not only technical, let's say, you don't, you cannot say, uh, but they are also organizational. I mean, there are some requirements in which you say uh, you need to have passwords, for instance, eh? for the access management, you need to have passwords that are long, long uh, 14 characters characters that uh, can be um, uh, substituted every month, whatever. And those are very easily um, uh, metrics to monitor continuously, because that's something that you will be looking into the database. But then you also have other metrics that actually need processing of natural language, for instance, the, the policy plans or the procedures. Um, the, the, the scheme tells you, you need to have this plan and it should contain these aspects. But how do you monitor that in an automatic way? 
you need to process the, the natural language. And it's not an easy task. It needs a lot of processing. It needs uh, to have some rules, some, some ontologies, and, and so on and so forth. That is not so easy. So I think that will come, but we are still a step away from that. And there are some other requirements that actually are both technical and organizational. So it's uh, challenging on both sides. So uh, we will get into that, but it's still uh, it's difficult. And there are also some some aspects for me that are quite challenging. And is that um, the scheme, for instance, does not tell you how often you have to monitor your controls. So it, you can monitor them every five minutes, or you can monitor once a, monitor them once a year. So that's a challenge. That's something that um, the, the CSPs or the cloud service providers or the, the services in GaiaX um, should um, be very clear when, when defining uh, how they are complying with the certification scheme, for instance. All right. Yeah, but um, at the end, everything which is in a shorter time frame than one year, which is a typical regular on-site yeah. audit approach, is better. So because a lot yeah, but, of things can happen within one year, as we recently understood. Yeah, but we also have the notion of operational effectiveness. Operational effectiveness means that your control is valid in a period of time. So for instance, you are measuring the operational effectiveness in six months. So in the end, what you are getting is like, how effective my measures were in these six months. Was I complying in all these six months or was I not? And if not, what was the nonconformity? So we also no, have... I, I, I think this is a matter of uh, finding the perfect approach. And yes. To be honest, we had a... In, in similar research projects, we had a three-month discussion just to understand yeah. what does it mean, service availability, for example. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, probably we, sh we shouldn't care about such details. Uh, let's keep the big picture. Where is the risk? Because yeah. when the service is not available, the, the user will complain anyway. So you, you will get aware about this. Uh, but yeah. uh, especially these hidden compliance issues, this mm -hmm. is the risk. If you expose data to un uh, to to uh, in, in a way which might lead you in a situation where you're no longer in compliance with gdpr for example yeah. or if you uh, uh, be part of a, of a very critical security uh, threat uh, and, and we know what we are talking about with our german bundestag for example who were exposed to such a threat and it took and oil pipeline and so on so all these things which are with a major impact uh, in terms yeah. of costs and and uh, uh, um, lack of resilience so uh, i think we we, we need to f keep the scope instead of all these tiny details uh, so where is the the huge threat and the huge risk and let's let's talk about this from my point of view yeah i i agree with you but um to get to that big picture we also need to focus on the on the more detailed pictures because in order to um, protect ourselves from the different threats, we need to monitor different aspects that in the end they aggregate and and help us be protected. You know, we need to monitor. But don't we need to ask the users as well to identify how they do such an assessment and where they see the major risk? 
because uh, uh, we, we, I, I don't think that we find an approach which suits for all in terms of no. risk assessment. Now, actually, risk is a big part of uh, of uh, the UCS of the certificate, uh, the European Certification Scheme. So it's actually based on on, on a risk uh, approach, um, and and here it's very important to have like a static risk approach. Let's say in which I analyze the controls, analyze the mitigation measures, and and my risk appetite, but then based on this continuous monitoring, I can also update my risks. Uh, in a dynamic uh, approach, maybe automated or not, eh? but I mean, send some kind of alarms or whatever saying, hey, that uh, bear into consideration that uh, you're having an issue with this control and therefore your risk is is, is growing and, and you're having a, a high risk of a threat or of a non-compliance or whatever, or even a suspension of the service. And of course, you need always a piece of AI and blockchain, and then the things are moving good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Simple as that. Uh, no, uh, I'm kidding, uh, of course. Uh, but uh, let's let's make a step back from this deepest uh, security consideration. Tim, uh, do you have any specific questions which you got from the community uh, which address uh, questions around Gaia? Um, so far? Not not specific questions, more of a more of a feeling, I guess. Um, you know, having done a couple of virtual summits now on the topic and seen many many comments in the comment sections of these events, I think uh, people still don't really, or not all of them, really grasp um, what these many think. It's kind of a you know other top down bureaucratic yeah. uh, thing that. Uh, government bodies and Brussels, you know, want to want to implement. Um, so I think the and, and it, it's, it's just been discussed as well, you know, Andreas, when you said that um, you should ask the users what they think are the risks, what they think is uh, beneficial to them. Um, do you is there any kind of mechanism in place uh, in your guys working group or when you have these uh, discussions on, on how to make this whole thing really, really user-centric and um, as unbureaucratic as, as as possible. That's that's more of, I guess, the one of the feelings and concerns, I guess, uh, that come sometimes across. Um, yeah, so, Larry, do you have any, any suggestions on how to get engagement by the users? At least I can report how it is organized in the mm. association. Uh, Pretty sure you're also getting some user requests in this sense. Yeah, I think I I think there are different kinds of of engagement. Let's say okay, so um, of course the the clearest uh, way of engagement is by defining use cases, industrial use cases. Let's say um, so we can have the automotive industry, or in the case in the case of Spain, uh, it's uh, tourism is is a critical sector. So maybe uh, it's the the, the critical uh, sorry the tourism sector getting together and defining you know, the whole value chain of the tourism sector and define their own use case, you know, to um, help us create uh, the uh, services that best suit their needs and the data spaces that best suit their needs. But 
for Gaia X to realize, so Gaia X has the two le uh, the two layers, right? The data spaces, let's say, and the infrastructure layer. Uh, we also need people and institutions working in the infrastructure layer because we have all the services offered by the different uh, cloud service providers uh, and the different. Uh, I'm calling them cloud service providers, but um, you can call them edge service providers, whatever. Uh, and we also need um, institutions that actually work uh, helping the use cases deploy their services. So you need orchestrators, uh, you need um, monitoring for the for the services in the infrastructure. Uh, you also need to, to create uh, this kind of credentials management. So all the, the technical layers, uh, all the part that goes in the technical layers should also be provided. So you have on the one hand the use cases, and that's one way to engage the people into GaiaX, and then you have the technology providers. And the way to engage the, the technology providers here would be with, uh, for instance, open source uh, projects. Um, but the, the issue here is how to uh, create a dynamic community of um mm. so that it's give and take yes. rather than yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. may i add two two aspects here um when we when we talk about gaia x with the core deliverables like federation services policies and rules architecture standards interoperability so all this governance mm -hmm. and orchestration framework we have this so-called ipse cis so this important project of interest for cloud infrastructure and services, which should really address this cloud edge approach, because we are getting closer, for example, to the shop floor, to the smart city, to the, to the smart mobility. So this is people understand. Think if anyone can help me that I can get faster from A to B or use uh, shared resources like uh, the rail railway uh, services and so on and logistics. So this is a of course, uh, beneficial for everyone, but um, therefore we need appropriate infrastructures and we are lacking of edges and interconnectivity. So this is one of the issues which might be addressed with this, say, uh, which is uh, good, it's underway. So beside GAIA-X, there are also further initiatives. They have a mm -hmm. direct relationship, but they are driving independent. So this is one of the good things in terms of community engagement or user engagement. I totally back up the statement. We need to look, have a look at the use cases, but we need also to separate what is in the, in the area of Gaia X and what is in the area of the domains, because they do the, it's always my statement, the domains, they need to do their homework because mm -hmm. we are getting continuously asked, where is the business model? I say, hey guys, yeah. this is not my job to do <laughs> the business model. You can't be spoon all the Come time, on. right? Uh, <laughs> uh, we can help you to deal with data in a, in a sovereign and secure way, but what you're doing with the data is your business. And it's not the business of GAIX. We can help to bring the people together to discuss it, but at the end of the day, uh, it, it, it's not my task to... to, to uh, serve anyone his best uh, business case, how to make money. So this is, mm -hmm. <laughs> this well, is well, uh, something could. that we should need to rebalance the expectation, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could, Andreas, but then you would probably not be allowed yeah, to work with uh, because it's a conflict of interest, isn't it? Of course. And, and it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a different story then. And uh, 
So yeah. uh, I, I would prefer that they really sit together and consider, well, although Gaia X is not yet there, although mm -hmm. Ipse is our infrastructure are not yet there, we, 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 we understood what will come very soon. And let's take this as given and consider how to build up appropriate use cases and business models on top of it. Because this okay. is really, uh, it's now the time to go into this direction. Uh, there's no need so, to wait. I think I think now uh, what we actually need is to have some kind of proof of concepts. So first, uh, proof of concepts with the technology that Gaia-X is building, let's say technology. Eh? But uh, when I say technology, I mean the, the catalog, the definition of the services and, and so on and so forth. And we actually need uh, to show the use cases that Gaia-X work or can work and can fit uh, with their own needs, with their needs. So I think this is uh, this is the time in which we actually need to start playing around uh, with the technology that Gaia-X wants to create uh, to demonstrate that uh, Gaia-X is a feasible uh, solution. So I'm all into uh, this uh, proof of concepts and hackathons and, and so on to create this, uh, this proof of concepts and to demonstrate that Gaia-X can work. Uh, but here I have a very good news now. We, we got called <laughs> by the German ministry to uh, put some effort into transfer activities. And this is really about workshops with the domains, hackathons, uh, build up transfer knowledge and information. So really bring this engagement of the community into the deliverables of Gaia-X, which is a thing uh, very, very important because we need to educate how to make use of this starter kit. Uh, to identify gaps for further improvements, uh, but also get this feedback loop. Okay, when, when we deliver you this, what, what, what is now possible on your side? And we have to consider this overall value chain, um, which really starts with the infrastructure. We have then these interconnection approach because we need connectivity. We need a set of foundation services like the federation service. Then you need this processing, uh, which is mainly the data space. You need a, a strategy for initial rollout, which is then the proof of concept, as you mentioned later. Uh, and then we need this really industrial deployment. So yeah. Gaia-X is not here just to serve for a small, nice digital service. It, it, only for those who are really prepared to scale up on large scale, at least on European scale, even better on a worldwide scale. And this is, I think, where we should really put the effort and where we should also separate the use cases, which are which are really showing the potential to have a huge impact and to be, uh, when we solve these core issues, cloud edge, orchestration, interconnection, federation, participants, sovereign IDs, all these tiny things around it, and just keep it secure, of course, uh, because this is a matter of trust. Uh, um, well, good. Uh, Leira, what, what do you think? What is your recommendation? Where, where is Gaia-X well suited? Where are we too slow? Where are we are potentially too fast? Any, any, any um, statement from your side uh, for improvement? Well, I think, as I said, we are, I think that we are now in the, in the moment in which we have to say, okay, we have more or less an architecture uh, defined. Uh, we more or less understand the different building blocks. Now it's the time to start building these building blocks and start to testing them. And also, as, as you said, 
try to see if they can scale up in large applications. Uh, and then based on this uh, experience, we can update the, the architecture. And I think the time is now to start building something and to have something that we can show uh, Europe that, it, that this actually works. This is something that is uh, happening in the Basque country. We are now in the city, and I'm saying the Basque country because that's our main market, okay? Uh, so we are a research institution and we are supposed to transfer our knowledge into the industry. And we are now in the process of uh, companies um, asking us, okay, but what can Gaia X do for me? And how can you demonstrate that Gaia X can help me? And we are now in the process of trying to create a proof of concept to demonstrate the past companies, in this case, because as it is our market, that Gaia X can work for them. And I think that this is the same case for the rest of the Europe, for the for rest of Europe. We need to create these pilots, these use cases, so we can demonstrate that Gaia X can work and that can scale. And the time is now. Otherwise, uh, now that the hype is up, we cannot lose the interest of Europe. We have to do it now. We have to demonstrate it now. If we, if we wait some more months, then the interest will be gone. This is at least okay. what I think. Eh? Yeah, but, to but, use but another football metaphor. Sorry, <laughs> what, what can you do for Gaia X? Because this is also the, an appropriate question. My of course, of, of course. Yeah. Actually, in the case so, of in the case of Technalia, we we actually want to contribute to the different components, and we are actually working in this proof of concept to demonstrate the Gaia X uh, can work, uh, and hopefully we will have some kind of uh, demos to show in the different groups of Gaia X soon. Do you do you guys think there is still some mega use case? Uh, that somebody is still holding back and nobody has heard about and that nobody has imagined that, that someday somebody, Andreas, will call you and say, hey, I have this idea. I think Gaia-X is the perfect fit for it. Let's do it. Do you think this is still realistic or do we now more or less have everything on the table that is interesting? Or is there still like large-scale, no. interesting stuff hidden. We, we are I mean, just, in, the, in the near future, not in 20 years, when we are all no. robots and flying cars and all that. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if now. there's anything who can really guarantee with this use case, we are uh, uh, getting rid of the climate crisis or remove all the plastics from the sea, then certainly appreciate it, but uh, it's... it's uh, uh, so we have to bring thousands of use cases together to serve for these really important high-level objectives, in my point of view. And we are just at the beginning now. We are still at the beginning in terms of uh, make use out of data, improve uh, the value chains. And of course, we, we, we need to serve for, uh, for the social objectives or, or for, of, the, of our society as well. It's, it's not just a technical exercise. It's uh, when, we, when we talk about mobility, this is of highest importance to optimize our our uh, activities how to travel cross over the world or how to get how to avoid traveling by optimal provisioning of services how to enhance it how to improve it how to orchestrate it so whatever we are doing in diax is a blueprint how how we are living in our society in the near term in terms of mobility in terms of agriculture in terms of uh, uh, processes and uh, resilience of supply chains. Just look, uh, Volkswagen, they cannot uh, release 800,000 cars 
because they are suffering of a lack of semiconductors, which is not a, a very important. It is not. It is. It is a cheap element, but it's getting now the the most expensive element because it's not there. So simple as that. So whatever we can do in terms of uh, uh, resilience uh, of such supply chains, optimization being. Uh, less dependent from other regions, for example, in our core services for the society is, uh, is, is of relevance in my point of view. And we are just at the beginning to understand all these relationships and the, the appropriate steps to move forward and to orchestrate them. Yeah, I, I agree with, with Andreas. And I think that the way we are framing the use cases now is the way we understand the society now and also what the society let's say could be in a three four five years let's say but we need to evolve and Gaia X will evolve also with the with the society so this is a the beginning of a long journey in my opinion okay anything else to add for the for the closing statements later would you like to mm, no so as a for me, Gaia X is uh, is one solution, let's say, uh, to overcome the the um, problem of sovereignty that we have in in Europe, as uh, Andreas mentioned. And uh, I personally, I'm invested into be part of it uh, with the different uh, proof of concepts and ideas and research projects and. Uh, bringing together the industry um, and as an organization Technalia is also quite involved in in this um, in this road not only as member of the GAIAX association but also hopefully as part of the um, soon established uh, GAIAX uh, Spanish hub that uh, the uh, expression of interest was just launched uh, last week and we are also trying to be a key player in that. Uh, we are technology agnostic, let's say, so we do not sell any kind of, of technology. Our main role is to transfer knowledge, so uh, we are vendor neutral, and I think Technalia can play a key role in, in GAIA-X. Excellent. As All small right. as we are, eh, compared to other companies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a pleasure having you. I am aware, Andreas, that we, um, you know, we touched on many kind of subjects, as always with Gaia X. But I thank you for your time, Andreas. If you have anything else to close, or maybe an outlook on the next episode already, then now is the time. Well, the next episode will be driven by Emma, so so she 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 will uh, set the agenda, of course, and. Uh, uh, as you said, it's an it's an ongoing journey. Um, mm -hmm. We we need to provide tangible results near to it. This is clear, mm -hmm. as Lira also said. Uh, always repeating, get rid of PowerPoint, do something yeah. functional. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it. Uh, I think one the biggest thing of GAIAX is to that we are already on the way to break the silos. People are talking together from various industries, from various domains, from various countries, are sitting together and work towards a common direction, which is, I think, the best thing of GAIA-X so far, uh, mm. which 
is typically the idea of these horizon approaches to bring companies together in Europe. But I think what, what GAIA-X does, it does it on large scale and, and cross over all the topics, and which is difficult, of course, but I think it's the right way. If, if we don't act as Europe together, we will fail anyway with GAIA-X. So if everyone is just looking uh, where are the specific requirements in certain countries or regions or domains, there will be not a major change. Yeah. So, so we need to bring this together and uh, uh, convince everyone about the same objectives and how to get there, uh, which is not easy, but I think this is uh, really what I like. So this level of discussion are improving continuously uh, in this sense. And hopefully we can keep the spirit and also this, uh, this speed up and then move forward. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty convinced in 2022, there are a lot of use cases already, which are acting as intentionally pre-thought for GAIA-X. Excellent. So this podcast is the best example for what Andreas just said. We have the Basque country, the UK and Germany on air together. So uh, on that note, guys, thanks again and um, have a nice afternoon. Good luck to whoever is playing tonight. And <laughs> um, yeah, I am for Switzerland. Uh, my second team is France, so I can only win. And uh, yeah. To all those who don't want football, I'm sorry about the uh, football, uh, about mentioning football. Anyway, see you next time, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lara. Thank you, Tim. Bye. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Good morning, Europe. Your Gaia-X updates, live from London, by the Uptime Punks and Echo. Bye.